Welcome to Soaring the Sky, Glider Pilots Podcast. Hi, I'm Chuck. Welcome to Episode 4. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for listening to the other episodes if you've done so. I have had some feedback, some great feedback, and I've also had some questions. One of those questions was, where did my aviation adventure begin? So I decided I would share some of that with you today. I'm going to talk about some flight training with flight simulators, uh, Condor, which is a glider flight simulator. My friend Dan and I were sitting down and talking about that, so I thought I'd share that with you. Something that I haven't really talked about much on the show, but I was thinking about it because talking to you, because you and I have done a part of flying that maybe not a lot of people have got into, but that's, you know, simulator flying. Mm -hmm. Like in the wintertime, the simulator has helped me out a lot because I was able to, you know, per se fly, you know, on the computer, but kind of keep flying and keep your skills going. And it's helped me out in the wintertime. What about you? Oh, yeah. Well, I haven't, you know, flown a lot with condor lately and that's the the program you're talking about condor um which yeah it's this was designed by glider geeks and i guess computer geeks <laughs> it's a you know fantastic program that is super realistic it, it's really it was designed for for you know basically for competition for guys to get on get on this thing and and fly gliders cross country in competition and you know racing but it's you know since expanded into being used a lot for training now they've some of the clubs have built full-on simulators where they have the computer monitors is you know or several of them as as their screens as like you're looking out the canopy and then you know actually have a stick and rudder and everything set up just like you're sitting in a in a, in a trainer like a 233 and so the They'll, they'll have a whole program, basically ground program, where they're going through and using the trainer first before they're ever even flying. And I actually did that as well. It's like after that first flight on that windy day, I went out and downloaded Condor and started flying with it. By the time I flew the next time with a different instructor, who was my, actually my first instructor, by that time, I was I had improved. I didn't have a lot to compare it to, but I... I was, let's just say I was ready to go. I, I, I felt like I, and, and my instructor even commented that I flew pretty well for, you know, my first time. And well, it was actually, actually my second time, I guess. But, you know, I actually thermaled with him, did, you know, did some banks and, and various maneuvers and stuff, stalls and stuff. And, you know, felt that, that after flying in that simulator, uh, it really gave me an edge up. And, and I would highly recommend that to anybody who's, who's interested in, in flying gliders and 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 even if you're not um even if you're into to games or whatever that it's really fun just to fly you know for fun um, it is a lot of fun yeah yeah and and uh and, and and as i said i haven't i haven't flown a lot with it lately the times that i have it's it's you know and and if i haven't flown for a while sometimes i'll, I'll just go ahead and, and do a flight or two with it especially the toe helps a lot it seems like um, because the toe is challenging on on Condor, and it, um, it is very challenging. Yeah, I agree with you on that one. And it it seem, it really does seem to help. So if I if I have the time, if I make the time and do it, you know, even for you know an hour or a half hour before I uh, I'm gonna fly, it seems to help. I mean, it just gets that muscle memory reactivated and maybe gets your your mind you know acclimated to that three dimensional world of flying. You know, which is probably the most difficult thing you know for at least for me to learn was is you know you're, you're not only dealing with the two dimensions but you're dealing with the three dimensions of flight and it 
it's a it's a whole new world of <laughs> trying to keep three different directions <laughs> in sync. Um, yeah, you're not sitting on the pavement anymore. You're you've got nothing underneath of you. So. <laughs> no, it's 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 definitely a unique experience. Yeah, I, I would definitely recommend it. Like I said, in the winter time when I, I was flying Condor in the spring, when I got into the glider, I could tell it, it made a huge difference from the spring before that when I got into the glider and hadn't flown any Condor. It it helped me out greatly for sure. Oh yeah, I think uh, especially in thermaling. It can really help with thermaling as well, getting your circles even and keeping your speed and altitude, you know, in check. It it, it definitely helps. Landings, the landings are tricky on Condor. <laughs> they are tricky, yeah. And another thing we didn't mention, which is wonderful about Condor, I just have to throw this in there. They cha- they have sceneries, and by sceneries I mean the backgrounds and the, the area you're flying in, which is all 3D and it's all. I mean, I guess it's not virtual reality, but it's it's nice 3D detailed high definition graphics, and they have this for pretty much all the major areas that are you know people fly in the world, you know major and and then most of the clubs in the United States or a lot of the clubs in the United States have sceneries, and we have sceneries for our area as well, not specifically you know Cumberland Soaring Group, but our airport it's on the Mifflin scenery. Uh, Mifflin, Pennsylvania. Um, it is. It, it makes it really, really nice for us because it's. So we can take like, off, yeah. land, and fly around our air airspace. It's really realistic. I mean, the ridges are there and everything. It's just you know, it's incredible. So, so that and and so if you're if and I've done this before too, and I know you've raced um, these ridges. If we want to practice our cross country flight before we take it for our our badges, we can do that on Condor. You know, we can actually look at potential land out spots you can mark them i mean there's so many things you can do with condor use it as basically to pre-flight your flight <laughs> and so yeah it's yeah you can super valuable yeah and, and last i checked it was literally like i want to say 50 or 60 dollars us to to buy it uh and it is it is a um european product you download it through a i want to say it's a u.s server but yeah they're and they they give great product support as well um I, I don't know if you've ever dealt with them i've i've uh emailed back and forth with with guys there i mean both just you know users and also uh admin people and they've been great because i mean i've had a few issues here and there and it's mostly been with logins and things like that product key or something like that but but they 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 straighten it right out Thank you, Dan. I greatly appreciate that. Lots of great information there. And the Soaring Simulator Condor is definitely an, it's, it's an awesome program. And if you get a chance, definitely check that out. Like I said, lots of great winter flying. And if you even get the stick and the rudders, that makes it even more realistic. I've done a lot of that flying myself. And it, it, it definitely gets you prepared for the next season for sure. As far as my story goes, like a lot of us, Our love for aviation began at a very young age, and that was the same for me, being very young and looking up at the sky at the airplanes going by, thinking, wow, I want to be up there. You know, my love for aviation continued. Unfortunately, I did not fly until I was about the age of 21, but I remember one pretty big moment in my life as far as the love of aviation, and that is going to the Smithsonian and seeing all the airplanes there that carried all the great stories and all the great history that we have here and I remember going into the theater there and watching a movie called To Fly and that was just huge to me the screen was so big it wrapped kind of wrapped around you and it just felt like you were actually flying after that 
I was like, I I have to fly. I, I, I just have to do it. Somehow, I, I've got to pursue that dream. Finally, at the age of 21, I hadn't flown yet, and I said, well, I got to do this. So I got to figure this out. So I got a hold of someone at my local airport, and I took a Discovery flight. The Discovery flight, of course, ended up being my first flight in any type of aircraft. And once I left the runway, it was everything that I dreamed it would be. And it was something that I said, I, I got to do this again. I, I got to continue this. So I did take a few more lessons. It was less than 10. I enjoyed every bit of it. Had a lot of fun. But as time went on, I made a decision. I was young. I said, like, I was in my 20s. And I decided to go out in the world, get my own place. And, of course, aviation costs money. Getting your own place costs money. And I couldn't do both. So I got my own place and down the road started a family had children and now actually i have grandchildren which is really really an awesome experience and every day is is a joy to spend time with my children and i have a big family and it's growing each and every day but as i got older i felt that you know the kids are moving out of the house i have a little more money i can deal with i should pursue aviation again so so i started searching in my local area and I joined the EAA and joined my local chapter EAA and I started hanging out with the guys in the hangars and talking about, you know, flying like we do, like we love to do. You know, they're telling me stories and met a guy one evening there at the, the EAA meeting and we got on the subject of gliders. He actually was a hang glider pilot, but we also spoke about sailplanes, which I had heard a little about but didn't know a whole lot about in our conversation about sailplanes I decided you know that's definitely something I want to check out that, that sounds really cool well I stayed there at the EAA for I think about a year at that chapter and decided to venture out and check out sailplanes so I remember uh, talking to my brother and talking about hey let's do a discovery flight so we did we took a discovery flight after checking out a couple different clubs in the area it was amazing and it was everything flying was but it was a step further because you didn't have the sound of the engine it was quiet you just heard the wind you could have a conversation we didn't wear headsets we don't have to wear headsets just because the noise level is not there like it is in a regular general aviation airplane and from that day i decided i think i want to not only learn how to fly but i think i want to learn how to fly gliders so my aviation story in sailplanes began uh, around 2013 I believe that's when it was and I started learning to fly those I remember the big day it was spring of 2015 and it was it was that time I had flown a while and I felt pretty confident I had the conversation a couple times with my instructor about soloing well one day he got out and said you know I, I'm done for the day I'm not gonna fly anymore I said okay and I started getting out he said well doesn't mean you have to be done you know you're welcome to go fly some more and I'm like then I realized he was telling me yeah if you want a solo I think you're ready let's do it so my nerves got got up there you know and I, I got out of the glider just said I needed to collect my thoughts and get a drink of water and think about everything and just get everything you know in my mind ready and it was a big deal so I went over and sat at the picnic table there where we where we sat and chat and talk about our flights and our upcoming flights and I sat over there and I said okay this is it this is the day you've been looking forward to you're gonna do it let's do it 
So then my nerves kind of calmed down a little bit, you know, and I said, this is going to be great. It's going to be awesome. So I went out, made sure the glider was all ready, did the pre-flight check, ready to go. So I gave the signal, my wingman lifted the wing, and went down the runway. Left the ground, and it's just an immediate feeling of it just super excitement. I mean, you're, you're leaving the ground. For one thing, as some of you know, when you're with the instructor and you're flying, you know, the weight of the airplane, obviously, it's heavier. So when you're flying by yourself, it, that glider just, it literally, like, leaps off the runway. I remember pulling back on the stick, and it didn't take much at all. And I was like, wow, I, I was off the runway, I was in the air. And it, it just responds, you know, a lot differently. But but it was awesome. It just So I was in the air, and I said, this is it. I'm flying. Okay, I got to get myself back here. So, you know, everything starts clicking in. You remember what you were taught. You start doing it. Next thing I know, I'm getting in the pattern, making my radio call, and I was about to land for the first time by myself, touching down, slowing down, and I believe I was screaming the whole way, screaming for joy the whole way, slowing down to the end of the runway, realizing I just did, I just made my first solo flight. That that was pretty awesome. So I just had this huge smile on my face, you know, and realizing that wow it's been it's been a long road but i finally did it i finally soloed an aircraft and it, it was a great experience and you know i've continued to fly gliders since then and just have had a lot of great flights uh, one i remember which actually was not too far off of that very first solo which was which is kind of crazy i remember coming to the airport that day and i remember talking to the tow pilot about you know the weather conditions and the thermals and where the ceiling was and how he thought things were going to be. I remember the tow pilot saying to me, well, I, I think it's around 8,000 feet. Do you, do you plan on flying that high? And we kind of laughed, you know. Got ready and took a flight. I remember releasing from the tow plane and not flying very far, maybe a mile or two, and hitting some serious lift, really going up fast watching my altimeter and I said wow this is this is a strong thermal you know I released it about 2000 I remember being in that thermal till I think it was about 5500 feet so that was incredible for someone that has not been soloing very long and hitting that kind of lift I it was it just made a big impact on me I said wow 5500 okay all right well this is what we're supposed to do we're supposed to find lift we're supposed to find these thermals and ride them up so the lift kind of topped out, and I, the vario meter stopped beeping, which you know tells you when you have lift. And I flew for just a just a little while. It, it wasn't long at all, and I hit some more pretty good lift. And I rode that thermal out. I remember watching the altimeter. I'm like, okay, six thousand, seven thousand, eight thousand, and and now you know I'm I'm getting a little nervous. I'm thinking. Uh, I'm I'm up here a good ways, you know. I I can still see the airport, but it's getting it's getting really small. <laughs> so I remember taking that to it was about eighty, to be exact. After I after I got on the ground, if we figured out that it was about eighty seven hundred feet, because I had my flight computer recording the flight. So eighty seven hundred feet, and and it was all I could do is just just to fly around a little bit after getting out of that thermal, thinking. I'm not taking another thermal if I hit it because I'm not ready to go any higher than where I am. So I flew around, you know, flew down the ridge a little bit and passed over the airport a couple more times and just kind of hung out because I was up there. 
I was up there a good ways and just just having a good time being being in the air and just having that kind of lift that I hadn't gotten before was just it, it was great so I remember landing and uh, my instructor saying oh you must have found some lift you've been gone for a while and I said oh yeah boy did I ever find some lift and we we were talking and, and laughing he was asking what do you what do you think what do you think you found I said well last time I looked at the altimeter it was eight eight thousand feet so I know I was at least eight thousand he's like oh really wow I'll have to look at your flight computer and check that out and we did later on and we like I said he confirmed it was it was about eighty seven hundred feet so that was that was a great flight and unfortunately I haven't made it to 8,700 feet in a glider since then, so I'm still looking for that day where I find some great thermals and I can go past that goal. That was an amazing flight. I only wish I had a little more experience at the time, and I think I would have probably responded a little differently and definitely stayed up longer. But not flying that much by myself, being at that height, it was a little intimidating, so I definitely reacted different than I would today, but it was a great lesson to learn and it was a it was a great flight and i'm very happy i had the opportunity to fly that kind of altitude but you know back to this podcast as you know obviously i've only been doing this podcast for a short time i've have you know if i a lot of people to thank and if you know i'm afraid i would miss someone if i started trying to thank them all but you know who you are and and you know the help that you've given me along the way to build this and i just have a lot of family and friends that have really encouraged me to do this how it kind of started was, you know, I do have some experience in radio. Back in the 90s and early 2000s, I, I did country radio for a while. I did some rock too, but was an on-air personality for a while. It was a great experience. Had a lot of fun with that. And it did teach me a lot of things. You know, so I do have a love for broadcasting as well. Well, the combination of love for broadcasting and a love for aviation, I thought, what better way... To combine the two and have a podcast not only that i've you know i've done some podcast listening i've i've done a lot of that i enjoy podcasts i listen to several different ones a couple aviation podcasts i listen to i realized that there really wasn't much out there as far as the soaring world for podcasts just just not much i found some stuff that some podcasts has been on years ago but nothing current nothing in the past few years so i thought why not combine these two things that I enjoy put something out there that hopefully someone else will enjoy so that's kind of how the whole journey started so in the future I will be having some more guests for you on the show and you know you never know who we are going to have on the show it's it's kind of sometimes a, a surprise to me as well and we would love for you to join us here on Soaring the Sky all you have to do is get on the website, www.soaringthesky.com. Drop us an email. We'll contact you, and you could be here sharing your story. Love to sit down and chat with you. You know, also, I wanted to send out a big thank you to the Soaring Society of America. Uh, you can go on there. There's lots of great information. But I, I'd like to thank them. You know, you can you can spend a lot of time and a lot of hard work in building a podcast. But if nobody hears it, it's not really going to matter. So thanks to them for getting the word out to you all. So we can enjoy doing this and enjoy hearing each other's stories and just get the word out there about soaring. Because it truly is a wonderful sport. And it's amazing the people out there that don't even realize that soaring and, and sailplanes exist. Thank you all. Have a great one. 
We will talk to you soon right here on Soaring the Skies.